Bronco Nation News Live is presented by RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics. Power in people, pride in painting. Check them out at ROEPaint.com. Now, here's BJ Rains. Hey, how we doing, Boise State fans? Happy Friday to you. We made it to the end of the week. BJ Rains with you as with Sports Director Jay Tusk, KTVB, helping you wrap up another week here as we uh, slowly start to inch away from spring ball and into the uh, abyss here in terms of uh, Boise State football and basketball coverage. But we got a lot going on, and now we're going to talk about the basketball team. Leon Rice is talking today. Uh, may have some movement on the roster there. We're going to speculate a little bit on on that, Jay. Um, obviously, uh, we kind of wrapped up spring ball on Tuesday, but that's kind of moving forward. Um, but uh, I think, um, well, first of all, how are you? Happy Friday. I'm good. Yeah, feeling good today. I mean, at least the sun's kind of shining. There's not snow on the ground this morning like there was yesterday. So I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. I, uh, I, guess our, I guess our big breaking news is that uh, Daniel Hansen says he just signed up for the golf tournament Let's today. Go. Daniel, we did get your payment through Venmo. I saw that, so appreciate you. You are uh, locked and loaded. Your spot is reserved, and we appreciate that. So uh, we are all full as of now with the morning flight. We're uh, filling up for the afternoon flight, so if you want to come out and uh, meet Jay and uh, get the opportunity to watch him tee off, it's it's a sight to see. So you uh, never. I, I don't think anybody can hit two fairways to the right quite as good as I can. <laughs> so the ceremonial tee shot with all two hundred players uh, watching is going to be fun. Then oh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I might make Johnny do that. We'll see. Oh, um, definitely. And is, wasn't he golfing barefoot last year or oh, something? Yeah, he had flip flops on at least. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Ah, oh, that's way different. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, and he was even offered like a hundred dollars by one of his playing partners if he could drive it past a certain amount. And then he said it. He said it that made it become li- literally the biggest athletic moment of his life, uh, the, ch- <laughs> the chance to win a hundred dollars. And then he like topped the ball about ten yards and uh, didn't didn't win the money. But but so uh, no, the least athletic to that. moment, the least athletic moment. Exactly. Yeah, but we are still taking signups. We'd love to have you June second Timberstone Golf Course as we push towards uh, a sellout there of the second flight. So come join us. Uh, Tyson Degenhart, RJ Keen. Um, a big announcement next week. I'm going to hold off till Monday or Tuesday, but uh, we do have Mike Burns, uh, Tim Durie, David Motes, and a lot of uh, other coaches. Sean Garris, the volleyball coach, is going to play this year, Jay. Oh, nice. Uh, I heard he's a heck of a golfer, and his son is a heck of a golfer, also going to Texas A&M, I believe. Uh, so uh, Sean Garris need, is out there. You need to get Kelsey Hall in the long, long drive competition, I think. You know that is a nice segue. I was gonna, I was, I was gonna say we're gonna get to basketball, but we had some other news I wanted to start with. Uh, we mentioned the doubleheader split for the softball team on Thursday. They'll play tomorrow in San Jose. But I think we got to start with uh, gymnastics. We need to give a big shout out to uh, gymnastics. Courtney Blackson, second place, or I guess they call it national runner up. Uh, but uh, she was up there on the podium, national runner up. Uh, highest finished ever for Boise State yesterday. And uh, Brandon Walton wrote a nice feature about her uh, Thursday. That's still up at BroncoNationNews.com. But uh, uh, Emily Lopez also competed, but uh, second place. Pretty darn cool for Courtney Blackson. Yeah, Emily uh, was able to finish in the top 20, I believe, on the bars. So Emily Blackson with a uh, 9.925 on the vault. Uh, That's a pretty big-time accomplishment, BJ. I mean, when you say that nobody in the history of this gymnastics program, which has been really, really good historically, um, has ever finished as high as she did at the national 
uh, championships. I mean, I, I think you can say it's the best individual season in, in Boise State Gymnastics history. I mean, straight up, I, I'm not completely fluent in the sport, but I don't, I don't know how you can't claim that if nobody's ever done better than she has in terms of her performance at nationals. So at, at the very least, it's incredibly historic and absolutely awesome, uh, not only for Blackson, but the Boise State Gymnastics program. And uh, she's coming back. Mm-hmm. Juniors, yeah, junior, her, her right? and Lope. Yeah. Mlo are both juniors, so that, that team should be loaded next season. Let's move to basketball, and congratulations to both of them. Again, you can see the highlights out there on social media. That's uh, pretty darn cool for Boise State Gymnastics. Um, but um, Leon Rice talking today at 11, and we got a lot of interesting tweets coming in here. I, Jay, I have no idea what any of these, uh, or not tweets, but uh, posts on our message boards mean. Uh, Curtis Cahoon says, love my cussed Omari Bronco Nation News morning show. Um, Jordan Morales, a little more up front. Happy Omar Day. Uh, it, it looks like they maybe know something we don't. I, I don't know, Jay, but uh, there is going to be a press conference with Leon Rice at 11 a.m. There is also a player from St. John's, Omar Stanley, that is announced at uh, 10 a.m. time. He will be announcing uh, where he is going to play basketball. There are some uh, reports on uh, social media and elsewhere that he may have taken a visit to Boise State last week, and he did take a visit to Boise State last weekend. So we're trying to uh, play by the rules as much as we can here, Jay. You can read between the lines what may or may not be happening today. Sometimes uh, in the journalism business, you get info, but you're asked not to share it, but it's pretty much already looks like people out there, uh, it's circulating. So um, I guess if – if Omar Stanley were to just be the commitment for Boise State basketball today, and, and if that's the reason they pushed the Leon Rice press conference from Wednesday back till today at eleven, it would make some sense. But uh, what do you? What would you make of uh, if he were the addition to this team? I think you look at what this roster kind of needs right now, and if they could add, you know, some depth and a guy like a six foot eight, two hundred forty pound power forward. Uh, with some athleticism, um, plays really good defense, uh, can shoot it a little bit, like um, that would be a massive uh, addition to the roster. And, you know, I was, I was kind of trying to think about this for a second, BJ, and I was like, you know, this is um, – I don't want to sell it as like you're getting a, pro- a player that's going to come in here and, and average 15 points a game or anything like that because I, I don't think that's the case. But, you know, if you're looking at this Boise State roster – um, they got a lot of pieces. Now they need compliments that make it better. Like maybe all, now all of a sudden, if you get a guy like him, you know, you can you can mess with some rotations and really attack teams, right? And, you know, Tyson Dagenhart had to play so much at the five this past season. And that might not be the case when, when you get a guy like Cam Martin and maybe, you know, a, a, a potential other recruit that played in the Big East, arguably the best – I mean – I don't know. I think you could argue that it was the best league in America this season when it came to basketball. I mean, they got UConn who finished fourth or fifth in the league and they won the national championship by a landslide. So um, that would be a massive addition to the program, I, I think. They also have Marquette, who was top 10 most of the season. Yep. And in the third to the last game of the season, Omar Stanley had 15 points, eight rebounds against Marquette. Uh, you can go on YouTube and watch his film. He's kind of a slasher, a dunker, um, a really athletic guy that just gets a lot of rebounds, really tough guy, brings a lot of energy. Um, 
He's not the 6'10", 6'11", rim protector that I think a lot of fans were wanting to see them go get this year. But um, he would be a, 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 a valuable guy, again, Jay, that's played, you know, 60 games or whatever in the Big East, would, would probably be your sixth or seventh man, come off the bench, give you, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes a game. Um, could kind of rotate in that, you know, with, with Tyson and with Cam uh, down there in the post. Um, again, six eight, but also had thirty two block shots. Would have been second Great. on the team at Boise State and, sh- and blocked shots right behind um, Najee Smith. So I think yeah. he provides a lot of the stuff Najee Smith provides. Cam Martin provides some different things. You kind of mold them together, and that's a pretty solid player that you could potentially get forty minutes out of those two. Um, but I think you know when, when Tyson needs a breather. Then you have Omar at the four. You can move some things around. Um, but um, go watch it. Go to YouTube. Type in Omar Stanley. There was also a nice video that St. John's had put together going into the season where uh, Mike Anderson's talking about him. A lot of the players that one of them called him the Energizer Bunny of the team kind of on the court. So, again, we'll find out here at uh, 10 o'clock what the official news is. We're just guessing. Derek did say setting alarms for 10 and 11 while drinking from my Stanley right now. So um, <laughs> there was even a tweet uh, a couple days ago. I think it was Derek or Jordan. I forget which one, but they they uh, were speaking in Morse code, Jay. They had a random tweet, but all of the they, they capitalized all the letters to spell out Omar Stanley in capital letters, trying to not give it away. So um, I guess the fact that Boise State basketball has, a, you can say they've arrived now if we've got uh, Morse code tweets going out and, and this much excitement or interest, I guess. But, um, you know, again, we'll find out at 10 o'clock for sure. It sounds like where Omar Stanley is going. I find it interesting that he visited. And then at 11 o'clock, they're going to have Leon Rice talk. We'll see. Hello to your pup there. Uh, but, um, you know, I, uh, I think that that would be a nice piece. But, Jay, if that's it, if that's it, would that be the uh, – you got to handle your with your dog, your kid? He's, he's, he's being a jerk. Okay. Well, if you need – No, no, no. Not my kid, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got you. But if you need to take care of your – We're good. Okay. No, I, I, know. I, 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 um, I don't love, like if, – if, if, if you look at, like, Omar Stanley and what he could potentially bring to the team, right? Like, I don't love the Omar to Naj, like, skill comparison – but I think you could argue it's a great comparison when it kind of comes to impact because Naj brought so many of kind of like those intangibles, those fun plays, those hustle plays, like um, he was always right for the moment. Right. And I, you kind of, you watch Omar's game and it kind of feels very similar to that. Um, Naj is a better, Naj, Naj is a better shooter, but you know, there, there's an, like, so if you look at so um, Stanley only played 40 or only 15.1 minutes per game this last season. Right. But if you try to like, you know, uh, find a, a common minutes played or whatever, common denominator. So you just go per 40. Right. I mean, that's a pretty popular stat. So stats per 40 minutes and it just kind of levels everybody out everybody's production. And if you look at Naj Smith, his per 40 numbers, 14.4 points, eight rebounds, 1.4 blocks. If you look at Omar's per 40 numbers, 12.5 points, 7.3 rebounds, 2.1 blocks. So, like I said, I, it's not like it's not the greatest like skill comparison, but when you are when you're trying to figure out, hey, how many how is Boise State going to chip away and replace Naj Smith? Like this is this is a player that can kind of help him help replace some of the production now that Naj is out of eligibility and is graduating and, and things like that. One other thing I want to say though is like. I almost hate this comparison just because Naj is like one of a kind. He is a one of a kind human, let alone basketball player. 
And so um, I'm trying to say that very respectfully in regards to Najee Smith, but um, this is a, this would be a, a nice addition. And, and now, BJ, like once today's news, you know, whoever it is, once it happens, the roster is pretty much set now for the 2023-24 season. And, um, you know, from what we've learned, Mo Silla is probably going to be here because if he wants to be you, – you've mentioned this a number of times – um, but I, I think we've confirmed it since he, he basically has to play at, at Boise state because if he left in order to play, he would have to transfer down um, to NAI D2, something like that. And, I, and I'm assuming he doesn't want to do that. So you try to make it work at Boise state. And so now you, you look at what they have. And I mean, the starting five uh, hasn't really changed even, you know, with recent news, but the starting five is probably Roddy Anderson, Max Wright, Rice, Chibuzo, Abo, Tyson Dagenhart and Cam Martin. And now you're going to bring guys off the bench. Like, uh, Jace Whiting, um, hypothetically, Omar, if that is the guy, um, Kobe Young, RJ Keene. And it seems, I know we've heard this before about true freshmen, but it seems like Andrew Meadow and Chris Lockett Jr. are going to find their way on the court at some point in time. And that just, that the roster is a lot deeper and, and probably more mature, um, especially on the bench, uh, it's definitely on the bench in this last season's roster. And we know that that was, that was a point of weakness for them. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I will say this, they're, they're being attached to these guards still a lot in the recruited in the, on the, on the Twitter tweets. And it sounds like even one of them is going to uh, come visit uh, is scheduled to make a visit to Boise state um, Baker from UC Irvine. Um, my understanding is in the perfect scenario, potentially someone like a Baker who averaged 15 points at UC Irvine, if they had the opportunity to add a guy like that, that they felt could be a difference maker, you know, and, and, and help with the minutes and that kind of stuff that that option of Max Rice going back to walk on is, is something on the table that, uh, why, why are you smiling? Why are you smiling? Oh, just because of last, or I guess it was earlier this week and all the turmoil and chaos that you, and, yeah, it would be kind of funny. I guess if he ended up doing that, but, uh, yeah. um, which is what I, I said. Great. If he does, that'd be awesome. I just yeah. said, I didn't think he had, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just laughing at the yeah, scenario, that, but that because is, I mean, that, that scenario is my, my understanding is still possible in the perfect. It's situation. gotta be perfect though. It, it's not like they're just going to do this. If they're like, Oh, we can add a guy that might be let's just, okay. Yeah, let's just find like a guy. No, yep. it, it's gotta be a perfect scenario, which is probably how you would have scripted it. And so, um, for right now, I'm just going to kind of assume that the roster is, is pretty much set for the 2023-24 season. And if it, quick, if it does change, it will only get better. It sure. will only get better if it does change. You do have to worry about, though, you know, if they say, okay, we'll take this Baker kid from UC Irvine. We'll, yeah. put, Matt, we'll put Max on walk-on. I mean, I think you'd have to worry about a Keen or a Kobe Young or even maybe a Chase Whiting saying, you know what, heck with this. I'm going to go – I'm not – you know, another year where I'm going to be behind them now on the depth chart. Um I think that plays into some of this because could Boise State do yeah. that? Could Boise State move Max Rice to, to walk on? Could they go get a guy? Yes. But does that ruffle the feathers of the, the roster and the chemistry and would a guy like RJ Keene potentially want to not have as big of a role for a third straight season? I know he was hurt last year. So mm -hmm. it's not as simple as – which I have mentioned in the story as well. It's not as simple as, oh, Leon Rice doesn't want to pay the money for his kid, whatever. There's more to it in terms of – you know, you only do it if you're going to bring in an impact player and an impact player may mean would mean less minutes for somebody else. 
and you don't want to potentially lose one of those guys as well. So that's an interesting – I mean, probably agree that uh, Baker would be more impactful this season than Keen. Probably we love Keen, but you're taking a guy that hasn't played versus a guy that averaged 15 points a game at uh, UC Irvine last year. But, like um, – so it's, it's a – delicate balance i guess for the coaching mm-hmm. staff here do you go get that impact player that can make next year's team better but do you risk losing one of your other players yeah it's i mean that's that is the song and dance of the transfer portal these days you know and and we'll see how boise state navigates that and um i think if you if you look at it's so funny because the the transfer portal can be so reactionary at times right and um you know, good and bad. And I know that, you know, people were disappointed when Sada entered the transfer portal, rightfully so, I get it. But if you look at like the potential one-for-ones that Boise State, you know, is putting in and getting out of the transfer portal, it it's not bad for the program. I mean, Pavle Kuzmanovic goes in, Roddy Anderson comes out, Sada Naganga goes in, Cam Martin comes out, Burke Smith goes in, We'll see who comes out, but maybe it's maybe it's Omar Stanley, right? I mean, like that, those are all, you know, if you're if you were to make these trades on a video game, the, the trade block is probably coming on, right? And yeah. so to, to be able to upgrade your roster like this when in the past you couldn't, um, it's not a bad thing. And so and, and I'll say this, like it, it's different now too, Jay, like you said with a transfer portal, well, where you don't want to lose an RJ Keene, but if you were to okay, you have Dawson Baker for two years, and then in two years you just go find another Dawson Baker in the transfer portal. Like, it's, it's a lot different nowadays with the transfer portal and the way um, how quickly you can fill holes. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, for the, sure. The, the development of high school guys, and you don't want to lose an RJ Keene, you don't want to lose some of these guys, but if you were to lose a Kobe Young or a Jace Whiting or an RJ Keene because they're ticked off, you went and got this this Baker kid, in a year or two, you just go find another Roddy Anderson, another Baker, and you just fill the spot again. I don't, I don't think the high school development part of it is as big of a deal. Yeah, you know, man, it, the high school part is so freaking interesting. It, it really is right now. And um, I get why smaller programs, and I'm not talking about Boise State. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, mid-tier, bottom-tier WCC teams and things like that. Like, all of a sudden now you see – power five programs attacking the transfer portal and, you know, luring talent away from quote unquote, smaller schools and being able to pay kids. Right. And so now the counter move to that is these small schools are like, well, there's actually more high school kids to choose from, but all that seems to happen is, you know, the high school kid goes, gets immediate playing time, looks good, plays good. And then after a sophomore year, when he averages 15 points per game, he's like, what else is out there? And so I, I get how it can be really hard to, to build a basketball program right now. And that's why, you know, I, I don't think that people should take for granted how Boise State has been able to, to navigate these tough times. And they've done it really successfully so far. I don't, I don't think you could really um, – I don't think you could claim that the portal has hurt Boise – I mean, I, no, I'm, I'm going to say – I'm going to remove think from that sentence. You can't claim that the portal has hurt Boise State hoops more than it has helped Boise State hoops. I, I think it is greatly – helped uh, this team make back-to-back NCAA tournaments uh, the, versus the other way around. I mean, Boise State didn't make the NCAA tournament these last two years without Marcus Shaver Jr. They don't make it last year without a Abu Kijab. I mean, they've gotten some of their best players out of the transfer portal. Same with Chibuzo Wabo. 
Um, and that's why people also shouldn't, also shouldn't take Tyson Dagenhart for granted. I know, I, even, I know that you might not think you do, but that is a talented, talented kid that if he uh, had any selfishness or wasn't loyal to, to you know, people that have helped him, um, his his career and his jersey could look a lot different. <laughs> yeah, you could say Boise State football or basketball uh, really hasn't been hit yet. I think a lot of people are worried, oh, Genty and Green are gone and all this, and you're gonna the transfer portal is going to hurt a school like Boise State. To this point, since the one-year transfer rule waiver was put in place, it really has not hurt Boise State at all from a star standpoint. Um, with uh, you know Emmanuel Acott did leave from the basketball team, but you can't really think of any impact football yeah. players that left. Um, but if Acott were back, Shaver might have left. So it, it, yeah, or Chabuzo Abo doesn't get a scholarship. I mean, like it's it's still like sure that I kind of at the time it sucked, but <laughs> I, I still think that you walk away from that situation saying. Yeah, they're not they weren't like worse off for it i mean chibuzo's also got more eligible two more years of eligibility i mean you might be able to say that that was an upgrade for for the program you know so was talking to tyson last year though trying to uh, power five schools you know last off after after his freshman year so um don't think schools aren't trying to call him and get a hold of him this year you know that's happening um, I know that the NIL business, they're trying to Mike Walsh and company down there at Boise state and the collective, and, uh, they're doing what they can to kind of, you know, uh, you know, but, I, and, and I don't think they have anything to worry about my, you know, it's not like I'm trying to, we're not trying to paint some gloom picture. I mean, it's, you're right. right. He, he's loyal and he's committed and I think he's happy here, but they are doing what they can to try to take care of him and don't right. take it for granted. Cause you're right. There probably is maybe better opportunities elsewhere. Not, and I, I am not insinuating this is about Tyson Dagenhart at all because I, I have no freaking clue about him. But um, other coaches at other schools with talented players that they coach have you hear stories that there are people that slide into their DMs and they got offers and sometimes they're it's good advice, sometimes it's bad advice. Either way, it it's going to be something that these athletes are considering now that they can make money and good for them. Absolutely good for them, but um, it it is it is the day in the life of, of being a college basketball coach, being a college basketball player, and it is it is very real of, of what's going on right now, kind of uh, behind the scenes. And so, uh, not I don't know if we want to broach this topic today. Um, I am all for a lot of this stuff. You kind of wish there would be some limitations, or not even limitations, not limitations. Uh, just some just some guardrails on on certain things, uh, and it, it's just so that everybody has a better better understanding. You can predict things just a little bit better, and um, I, I think the future of, of college sports needs that. But it has it is encouraging to see these these players being able to benefit off their their name, image, and likeness over the last year or so. Broadcasting from the Cutwater Spirits Mobile Studios. Find more than there are 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. No need to uh, do the work. Let them do it for you. Pre-mixed, pre-made, and they're uh, just perfect for uh, your next sporting environment or your next barbecue on the back patio. Uh, get more information. Cutwater Spirits. And again, your local gas station or grocery store. Speaking of back patio, rowpaint.com. They're scheduling out for those concrete coatings right now as the weather starts to warm up. Five times stronger than epoxy, the one-day install. 
take uh, the look of your garage, or your back patio, or your basement to a new level. Transform it with a concrete coating from RowPaint.com. Get a free estimate. They'll come out and do a free uh, talk with you and tell you all about the process and no strings attached. Get more information, ROEPaint.com. With the Afford of Boise, they'll buy your used vehicle. Even if you don't buy from them, they'll make you a cash offer on the spot. Uh, from their appraiser. If you drive on into their location, you can view their full inventory of vehicles with the affordboise.com. And again, they're providing a Bronco sport. If anyone can get a hole in one at uh, the uh, Bronco nation news golf tournament on June 2nd, Jay, do you already have Camille on standby to uh, Uber out to help uh, drive your other vehicle back home after you get the hole in one uh, at the tournament? I don't, I don't know, man. We might need to come up with like a group rate for that, man. Maybe you should just Uber out to the tournament because uh, you'll or get a ride because you'll be able to just drive the new Bronco Sport home. That's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. Idaho Central Credit Union also sponsoring the golf tournament. Uh, they're making some awesome golf clubs. That's what uh, Jay needs is a new golf glove. Idaho Central Credit Union is going to be providing those to all players at the tournament. More than 550,000. The number continues to climb. Idahoans have made the switch to Idaho Central Credit Union. You can too at iccu.com. The best in mobile e-branch online banking. Check them out, iccu.com. And if you're looking for a job, transportation compliance service can help you out. Transcomservice.com. Whether it's the Amazon truck in your neighborhood, the big rig on your screen, if you want to get into the trucking industry, let them help you out with the permits and all the things you need to get out there towing that first load in no time. Transcomservice.com. And if you need some new Boise State gear, the Blue and Orange store will take care of you. Free shipping, any order over $40. If you're out of the area, if you're in the area, you need to go there tomorrow, Jay Tuss, because uh, Taylor Green will be there from 11 to 1 tomorrow uh, signing and uh, he's uh, there's only a hundred of those uh, oversized cards that were made, but Taylor Green will be at the Blue and Orange Store tomorrow from eleven to one. So go there tomorrow and meet Taylor Green, get his autograph eleven to one at the Blue and Orange Store, second floor of the Boise Town Square Mall. Final couple of minutes as we wrap this up. Um, let's play naysayer a little bit here. Why is everyone so pumped about the Stanley possibility? He's not some huge get. Todd Allen says. What would your response be to that? Again, uh, we we talked about this earlier. It's not bringing in a guy this year that's going to average 15 points per game. It's bringing in a guy this year that's going to make the program and, and this roster better. I mean, Stanley's a guy that has multiple years of eligibility left. So even if it isn't this year that he's a starter, next year he might slide into that role. And I mean, I I I don't know how it's going to play out, but I'm I'm assuming that he'll push Cam Martin for minutes, you know, and, and maybe they can get creative with the way they go about things. I mean, I, I, we're putting the cart before the horse a little bit here in terms of, of, of the complete roster makeup because we aren't 100% certain, but uh, we think this is what's happening. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I just – this is a this is a good get. Like, not everybody you bring in has to average 20 a game for it to be a, a big-time addition. Like I said, I think I it's a big-time addition to the roster, not this outstanding, massive – um, you know, player that they're getting. I think it is a big time addition to the roster. Shabuzo Abo averaged like one point a game at Texas Tech before he came here. Abu Kijab was like one and a half or two points a game at Oregon before he came here. Like, you don't, it's not all, it's about opportunity. It's about what, you know, playing time. Um, I don't think just looking at stats is a fair way to judge these guys, Jay. It's not. And I, and that's, it's certainly not looking at, their sophomore season and, you know, being a, a role player on a team that plays in one of the best conferences in the country. Like, but he was down the stretch, down the stretch, 
St. John's thought enough of him to start him 18 games. And those were mostly at the end of the season. And as I said, as he got more playing time and got to do some things, he had 15 and eight against Marquette. And you're also not asking Omar Stanley to come in and average 15 points a game here. I think if you got, you know, six to eight points a game and like three or four rebounds, like come in for five or six minutes, come in for some quick stretches here, get some rebounds, throw down a couple thunderous dunks, pump up the crowd. And, and go back to the bench. Like, I, I, you know, I think it's a, I think he's a perfect role player for a team that wants to get back to the big dance. I, <laughs> I agree with you, man. I, I absolutely agree with you. I, um, I'll let you answer this, this from Todd. Uh, I will I will say that Leon Rice put a lot, of, and probably something we need to ask him today when he talks, Jay. And I think as we wrap this up, you'll, you'll admit this, like, you know, he told me that it was a one-on-one interview after the game. I don't know if he said super team anywhere else, but I think that um, he did put some pressure on himself when he said that. I I, I don't know. I, you know, and I think when he went on with Prater and Johnny, you know, they asked him about that and he said, Hey, you know, I like that word. I, I want the expectations to be high. Like I'm not backing down from that. But I do think when you think the word super team, and again, are you talking super team for mountain West for Boise state for, for Kansas, like nationally, like there's different levels of super teams, I guess. But I, I do wonder if he'll ever regret that phrase or if he'll ever, um, you know, maybe should have chose the words a little differently, Jay, because super team, you know, for me, if you get Dawson Baker, then I think that would be a legit super team from, from Boise State standards. Omar Stanley would be a great addition. Anderson, Martin. I mean, those three guys would probably be the best offseason they've ever had in the transfer portal. Um, I would think in terms of what they've done in one off season, replacing the roster. Um, but is that a, you know, sure bona fide mountain West championship, top 25 roster from day one. Like I, I could see the skepticism there. I, I think the team is better. I think they're going to be really good, but I think one more guard that could play would, would be needed to, for me to say they lived up to the super team billing. How, how would you wrap up the show with, with a comment there? I agree because that all of a sudden now you were looking at a bench that I mean you go you go ten deep with dudes that you feel okay with putting on the court, I feel like. Um at the very, very least you go eight deep. So you got three again, that's at the very least you got three guys off the bench that you would feel extremely comfortable putting in a lot of situations. And so um that we I don't I I don't think we would be talking about depth issues if that happens next season. And I'll just say this, like, it's easy to just like write off guys that didn't play last year. Like, Oh, uh, you know, RJ Keen, you know, Kobe young, Jace white and guys, we we saw, we saw a little bit from Jace, but like uh, Andrew Meadow, like, I don't remember when Tyson Degenhart was coming to his freshman year. If everyone was like, it's penciling in 10 points a game for Tyson Degenhart as a freshman, like, like just because RJ Keen hasn't played or Andrew Meadow or Chris Lockett hasn't played like, they may be the piece to the super team that was missing last season. Like we haven't seen them play. So trust Leon Rice and trust the coaching staff. Like if they think those three guards are good enough to be the backup guards when they have an opportunity to go get somebody else and they decide not to, it's not because, Oh, uh, Leon Rice is cheap and doesn't want to pay $28,000 to make his kid a walk on. It's he thinks the team already is good enough and they don't need to do that. And they, like I said, they don't want Tyson or not Tyson RJ or somebody else to maybe transfer. So there's a lot of, balls in the air and things in play but i i do personally agree that for this to be the bona fide can't argue this is the super team they started to get i, I a guard with more experience i think would be icing on the cake i agree with you I, 
Wait, we will wait and see. Well, it could be 25 minutes. We'll see what where Omar Stanley decides he's going. Uh, maybe there's another, uh, who knows. But I, I think that's uh, reading the tea leaves, Jay. Probably solid solid uh, expectations there if that's what's going to happen. And then Leon Rice will talk at 11. You guys will have that on KTVB throughout the evening, uh, whatever the news is. And Leon Rice speaking as well. We'll get it up on the YouTube channel uh, as well at uh, Bronco Nation News. Jay, have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week. And uh, we'll we'll see what the roster looks like. We're looking forward to catching up with Leon as well. But uh, Bronco Nation News, appreciate y'all for checking us out. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go follow Jay on Twitter. He needs some more followers. He doesn't have enough. Bronco Nation News, bronconationnews.com.